0: come here today because there is no other name, no other name in heaven above or on the earth or below the earth by which we can be saved. And Father, there are many other names that we tend to call out in this world that we put our hope and that we put our trust in. And for that, we ask for your forgiveness. And we pray in this morning as we hear the good news that Jesus is our hope that we would call out your name and serve your name alone. That we would look to you not only to be our savior, but that you would also be our Lord. The one that we follow each and every day with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. Because you rose from the grave, you ascended into heaven and you are king. And one day you will return. And we are so grateful that those of us who have placed our hope and trust in you will be able to live for your throne for all eternity thank you Jesus for all that you have done for us and we worship you in this morning and each and every day we pray these things in Jesus name and all God's people said amen you may be seated this morning I have a verse that I want to share with you from first Peter it's found in 1 Peter 1, it's verse 3 and 4. It says this, Praise be to God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter is coming out hot with a praise. I'm praising God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ because God in his great mercy has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Several years ago, there was uh, some researchers who conducted an experiment and they took, uh, they had two sets of laboratory rats, and they took the first set of laboratory rats and they placed it in a tub of water and let them swim. And then they took the second set of laboratory rats, placed them in a tub of water and let them swim. What they found is in the first tub of water, the rats were able to only swim about an hour, and then they drowned. In the second tub, however, what would happen is periodically the researchers would take their hand in, and they would lift the rat out and put it back in. And they found that those rats were able to swim for about 24 hours. Now, I tell that story, and you animal lovers are like, this is awful. Why is he telling this story right now? It's Easter morning. But I tell you that story because I think the difference was not that the people were, not that they lifted the rats out and gave them rest, but what did they do? They lifted the rats out and they gave them hope. They put them back in and the rats were able to keep on swimming because in their minds, they they thought if I just keep swimming long enough, I'm gonna get rescued. And so they were able to continue to swim for 24 hours. And when I thought about that, I thought that's like us. I believe that's like us. When we get in a situation where we feel like uh, we're going under, and we are our heads are are going below the water because of what life is throwing at us, and sometimes we wonder if we are able to continue and to go on. What we need to keep us going is hope. Because without hope, we we stop pressing on. We step moving forward. And I hope you heard in our Bible reading the good news about that hope. Because some of you may be here this morning and you may, you may feel like those rats. You're here this morning and you're like, I can hardly keep my head above water, Pastor Bob. You're dealing with a, a life situation that's been unexpected. You're dealing with a troubled relationship. You're dealing with a job loss. You're dealing with a, a health situation. There is a, there's all kinds of situations that come at us because of this broken, sinful world that we live in. And many times is that sin weighs on us. We feel like we're going under and we don't know if we can keep going on. But the good news in our Bible reading this morning that Peter shared with us and he shared with his original audience, because his original audience... They were ones who felt like they couldn't keep going on. These were people who had to leave Jerusalem. They they escaped in exile. They were living in a foreign land. And now as they lived there, they were experiencing all kinds of grief and all kinds of suffering. Their families were being torn apart. Their livelihoods were at stake. In fact, Peter in chapter 4, he says, you guys are facing a fiery trial. How about that? So to those folks who are going through a fiery trial, maybe that's a word you can identify with this morning. Or maybe you feel like you're, you're going under and you can't keep your head above water. Peter writes these words. He says, In his great mercy, God has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What do we have today? We have a living hope hope, this resurrection that we celebrate today, this resurrection event that happened 2,000 years ago, because Jesus was resurrected then, today we can have a living hope. You can have hope today. Now, when we use that word hope, sometimes it's just like wishful thinking, right? We say, oh, I wish it would get sunny and warm in Michigan, that's, that's just wishful thinking, right? Every week I line up behind somebody in Speedway and they're buying a lottery card, and they go, well, I wish I'm gonna win the million dollars. I'm like, yeah, you're probably not going to, pal, but good luck. Our, oftentimes, our hope is just kinda like a soap bubble. It's just got no substance. We just kinda cast it up there and we kinda wish that these things are going to happen. But that's not the kind of hope that the Bible talks about. When the Bible uses the word hope, it means certainty, it means assurance, it means truth. I am placing my confidence on this because I know that this is true. So I'm not just wishing on some sort of soap bubble that'd be true, that's here today and gone, but I know this is a fact, I know this is true, and that's what I'm trusting in. That's biblical hope. The confidence that I know that it's there, that's what I'm leaning into. And what are we? leaning into today? We're leaning into the resurrected Jesus. We're leaning into a living hope. Did you get that? It's a living hope. Our hope today is being placed in Jesus Christ, who is alive and resurrected from the dead. The scriptures tell us that on that third day, Jesus rose from the dead. We know that, that over 500 people were witness to the resurrection of Jesus. Forty days later, he ascended into heaven, and now he sits at God's right hand in glory and victory. And when Jesus ascended, he sent his spirit to come and dwell and to live and be among us. And so because Jesus' spirit is here, and because Jesus is alive, you can know that right now, this living hope is around you. This living hope, we don't have a, uh, a hope that is just off-brand hope. We, you know, we don't have the, uh, the cereal in a bag kind of hope. We have a name-brand hope, it's living hope. That's how it's described, it's not just the bland hope, it's living hope and that hope is in Jesus Christ because he is alive today. Jesus' spirit is here and among us right now at 1465 Three Mile Road, sorry, Three Mile. All of a sudden I looked at my parents and I got their address in my head. And I went Waterside Drive, Hudsonville, but good news mom and dad, Jesus' spirit is there as well because Jesus is alive, his spirit is with us today in this world wherever we are at jesus is here he's present with us and we need to recognize that when because jesus is here we can lean into him because he's present right jesus is here he's resurrected from the dead i have a spirit so i can lean into jesus i can put my hope in him because he's alive i can say hey jesus i need you jesus i need to lean into you i'm feeling my head's going underwater today jesus I can't make it anymore. I can't take another step forward. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. But you know what? I'm gonna lean into you. And the Bible tells us that we can lean into this Jesus because he's our living hope. And as we, as we look at the Bible, we see what did Jesus do? He gave sight to the blind. He raised people who were lame. He, he allowed them to walk. The demon possessed, their chains were broken. He raised Lazarus from the dead. And on that glorious third day, he blew out the front end of that stone out of the tomb and Jesus rose from the dead. And these Bible stories are not just told to us so that we can remember what Jesus did in the past, because our Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And if Jesus did those things here in the scriptures, you know what, Jesus who is alive can do those exact same things Today, because he is our living hope. That's who Jesus is. And so I want to encourage you to lean into Jesus. If you are here today and you're thinking, man, I just cannot, I just can't move forward. My head's going under. I'm facing that fiery trial. You have hope. Why? Because Jesus is resurrected from the dead. And you can lean into him. And he can be your living hope this reminds me a little bit I, I was thinking about this and it reminds me of going back to to uh, elementary school when little bobby carroll was in rosewood elementary school in jennison and there would be that day where uh it was inclement weather outside or something and you're like yeah indoor recess <laughs> and indoor recess a lot of the the boys would go down to the gym and we would engage the third to sixth grade boys would engage in the the wonderful game of dodgeball or bombardment. How did that, you know, sound? And those were in the days when we didn't play with little Nerf balls because you might hurt somebody. (laughs) Oh no, you had the solid red rubber ones that were puffed up. And as a third grader, it was bad deal because you had to play with third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, right? And you wanted to prove your mettle, so you showed up there. But some of those sixth grade boys, they were men. They had beards. You know? They were tall, they had muscles. And so little third grade Bobby, you know, they take that ball and it's just like wham! And you're you're down. So my strategy as third grade Bobby was find one of those large sixth grade boys. Rob your baby just like me. And stand behind them. Stand behind him, right? Because nobody's taking them down they're like catching the ball you're out you know they're dodging the ball and they're picking up so little bobby's just back here getting the little balls and feeding them to him, you know <laughs> and i'm back here hiding behind him and everybody's like hollering at me like oh come on out that's not fair i'm like is it not that fair <laughs> i lasted and you didn't in that part of the game and i think about that and that's what we have to do with jesus because he's alive he's got the power he's won the victory And we need to lean into him because he can fight the battle. He can throw the balls. He can take it on for us. When we can't, when we know that if we're going to step out there, it's going to be bam, 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 I'm going down. I can't keep my head above the water. I'm facing this fiery trial. I'm leaning behind Jesus. And I got hope because nobody's touching me here. Nobody's touching me here. When I stand right here, I have the victory. And so friends, if you're here today and you came in this place and your heart was heavy, your your mind was frazzled, your spirit was defeated, and you came in here completely like, I don't know how I can take another step, I don't know how I can go on, I want to encourage you today to see the resurrected Jesus and lean into him, because the world has a lot of dead hope. A lot of things that try to promise us that they're hope. But they're not. They'll pass away. They fade. They're an illusion. They don't help. But Jesus, he's our help. He's our living hope. Peter calls him an anchor of hope for the soul. An anchor for the soul. One we can stand behind and put our life into. This risen Jesus is here today. And he knows your struggles. He knows your heart. He knows where you're at. And he says, come to me. Just come to me. All you who who are weary. All you who are drowning. All you who are facing that fiery trial. Come to me. I'm your living hope. And I will give you rest. Father God, we are here this morning and we turn to you because I know there are many of us here this morning that are struggling because we live in a sinful and broken world and sometimes it is just not all that nice. And sometimes, God, we don't understand it. But God, we know that as we go through this that you have promised that you would always be there for us. And not only that you would be there for us, that we could lean into you, And through you, we can win the victory. And through you, we can have hope. And so God, I want to stand in the gap today for those that are here and they don't think that, that they could even call out to you for hope. And that your spirit would come and fill them, encourage them, sustain them, renew them, empower them, and give them the hope that they need today. In this moment, in this time, risen Jesus, we ask for you to come and be our hope. Been down to the river I'm not to say a prodigal return you can identify with one of these signs that you're in a situation that that you didn't expect yourself to be in it was that job loss it was that health report it was that broken relationship I don't know whatever that situation is if that's you today I want you to know one thing there is hope maybe you are here today and you're thinking about relationships that you have in your life That marriage relationship is just hanging on by a string or maybe it's already broken and you don't think it could ever come back together again. Maybe as you look at your your children or maybe children, as you look at your parents, you think how can we ever repair this brokenness that we have between us? If you are here today and you think there is no hope for your relationship, I want you to know one thing. There is hope. Maybe you're here today and your struggle is more emotional you're dealing with anxiety you're dealing with some depression maybe since COVID hit you haven't been able to get out of the house and it's wreaked havoc on your life and you don't know how things are ever going to turn around if that is you this morning there's one thing i want you to know that there is hope maybe your struggle this morning is more spiritual you're here because you come on Easter and Grandma expects you to be here on Easter but to be honest you're really very far away from God and you don't think you could ever be close to God you felt maybe you felt abandoned by God maybe you feel he is just distant and you don't know what this whole religious thing is all about I want you to know for you in this morning there is hope maybe for you it's a It deals with sin. Maybe you've been like that prodigal who has run away from God, and you keep making these sinful choices over and over again. You try not to, but you fall right back into that pattern, and that sin has a grip on you. And you would say to me, Pastor Bob, today there is no way I can ever be near to God because you don't know what kind of sinner I am. I got some news for you today, and that is that you can have hope. I want you all to know today that through Jesus Christ, we can put our confidence and we can put our hope in Jesus, in Jesus alone, because He is our hope.